want to ask a question. Who really cares? All right, welcome to the Alvin Galloway Show here on RadioPhoenix.org. And on this segment of the show, I have Miss Tara Laurie, and she's the founder and CEO of Youth World Education Project. Miss Laurie's story is one of perseverance, resiliency, risk-taking. The Harlem, New York native credits her upbringing for making her strong, determined woman she is today. She's rec- she recognizes uh, the best ways to bring about change is through education. Following high school, she pursued academic studies in psychology and education, earning a bachelor's degree in psychology from Wayne State University, a master's of education in educational leadership from the University of Arizona. Ooh, a Sun Devil fan. I can't, I don't know, I can handle that. But anyway, uh, throughout her professional career, she served as a child group therapist with the Clinic for Child Study and Teacher at schools in Detroit and Phoenix. Uh, Ms. Lori also served as a social worker, worker for Gear Up, a program aimed at increasing the number of low-income students prepared to enter and succeed in post-secondary education. Her organization, Youth World Education Project, a 5013C nonprofit organization is a collection of child focused, evidence based programs that aims to collectively build and strengthen the family unit by bridging the gap between parental involvement, education, workforce development. Youth World Education Project is a holistic youth development organization and they are transforming, transforming youth through parent initiatives and youth programs. And they have an event coming up on the 14th of December, the Urban Experience 2019, 2K19. And so we'll be talking to her about organization and the upcoming event after Marvin Gaye. Save the children. I just want to ask a question. Who really cares? Save the world. Despair. Who really cares? There'll come a time. When the world won't be singing. When the world Save the world. Save the world. That's destiny. Suffer tomorrow. Really suffer 
As Marvin Gaye, Save the Children here on RadioPhoenix.org, the Alvin Galloway Show. So welcome, uh, Miss Lowry. How are you? I am amazing. You are amazing, and you are <laughs> doing amazing things. So tell us, one, tell us about how you came to Arizona. Tell us a little bit from Harlem to Detroit to oh. all that in two seconds. No. <laughs> okay, Harlem, Philly. Detroit, Atlanta, Houston, Cali, wow. Arizona. Wow, you're doing a you're doing a road trip. <laughs> you're doing a road trip. It was a journey for sure, but in every piece of that journey, um, I learned more about my purpose mm-hmm. and what I'm supposed to do. So, how did you choose the field that you're in? It chose me. It chose you. Um, mm. I wasn't that person that was about education or anything per se like that. Mm -hmm. But uh, when I was in Detroit, I had an opportunity to do an internship. And uh, it was doing group therapy for juvenile sexual offenders and realized I had a knack. Mm -hmm. Not even a knack, it was more like, people didn't understand how come I was able to get the results that I got, Mm -hmm. and they couldn't. But it's just something either it's it's innate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then from there, started teaching and I just kept it going and realized that I really do love making a difference in the lives of those who don't have a voice for themselves yet. 
Right, right. Now, was it something, say, uh, your upbringing uh, in in Harlem that kind of oh, pushed you pushed you through that uh, experiences, uh, those experiences? When you know, when you're from New York. At the end See, of the yeah, day, I, I heard that that New York that that New yes. York came out. <laughs> At the end of the day, what it boils down to is, it develops this resilience in you that mm-hmm. I can't really explain. You have to be from. It, it's just like the song, uh, the Jay Z and um, uh, can't think of her, Alicia, Alicia Keys. Keys. Yeah, you know, it is an empire state of mind. Right, and the grind, and not even I, don't, I hate using the word grind, but that push that you have to you got to make things happen mm, you know mm-hmm. it's a hustle but not hustle right right so it's more about just you you got to find your niche you mm-hmm. got to find what you're good at and then you if you have that support system which i did they they pushed me mm-hmm. and it was me trying different things and so forth and just i just had a very supportive uh family and just circle uh and growing up in harlem a lot of folks that I grew up around didn't have that. No, okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Whether it be single parent household or you know um, the struggle, right? And I knew at an early age that we we were blessed. Mm-hmm. Um, and for that, once I became an adult and I was able to make choices of my own, I wanted to do something that I couldn't do back then. But I wasn't going back to New York though. <laughs> now it's too much to see. Right, you know, right. that you was my roots, that's right. where I'm from. Um, but on the same note, that is what made me the woman that I am today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I have a few uh, friends from New York, from Harlem, Bronx, and uh, those areas. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I think that that environment, uh, what's this? I think it's Frank Sinatra's song. If you can make it there, you can make yes. it anywhere. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, the survival. Uh, so, what, I'll tell you, the first time I went to New York, <laughs> and um, I was so many people. I was like, this is true. <laughs> like I couldn't believe it. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I'm from uh, Illinois. I go to Chicago. There's a lot of folks. But New York, I was like, man. I mean, I was just standing there, and I was in Manhattan. I was just standing there. Just looking around, mm-hmm. and I think it was around lunchtime. People just throngs of people came out of the buildings and just moved me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just flowing with the oh, yeah. with the crowd. You, you know, know who the tourists are. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely know who the tourists are because the tourists are usually looking up. Right, right, yeah, just looking up, checking out mm-hmm. everything. And then I, uh, I think I went to a deli. We get something to eat, and everybody's just yelling out their order. And you know, I I was waiting for somebody to say, "Okay, well, you're next." And this dude next to me said, "You gonna you gonna order?" And like, he said, "You just gotta yell it out." I'm like, "How do they remember what you?" <laughs> it's a system, right? Right. It's a system, it's, it's but amazing. yeah, it, it it is an amazing place mm-hmm. um, to experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people who aren't from New York want to live in New York. Those who are from New York trying to get, get out. out of here. Um, <laughs> But it's an experience, and I think it brings it it, it brings certain things out of you mm-hmm. that probably you never thought you had. Um, and I know that that has been a driving force ever since I left um, to go to college. Mm-hmm. So, how did you choose Wayne State University? Oh, that was by default. <laughs> 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 no, my um, in all honesty, my um, 
I started out at Temple University in Philly. Okay. Uh, but that wasn't my first choice. My first choice was Spelman, but my mom had got sick. Mm. And um, anyone who knows me and knows my mom, that's my girl. Yeah. Ever, you know, even from back then. But she had gotten sick, and I didn't want to be that far away mm. from her. So mm-hmm. I chose Temple. Um, you know, I got in. Right. So I was like, okay, this is on the list, but it wasn't number one. And right. then, um, but it turned out to be a great experience on it, in its own right, mm-hmm. uh, being away from home still. So then I was like, okay, I never really wanted to stay this close to home. So then I did some research and looked at Wayne State in Detroit, and it was a smaller setting mm-hmm. compared to Temple. Temple's a D1. Okay. Uh, so with that being said, I told my mom like all right you're better now and stuff so I want to go further away from home Mm -hmm. and I tell you my mom to this day was like you must have been searching for something because you kept heading west Mm -hmm. and um, had a great opportunity out there learned a lot about who I am right I always say like I was born and raised in New York Mm -hmm. But I was enhanced in Detroit. Oh, okay. Because okay. I was there seven years, and we're talking, you know, in that impressionable days, right. like 21. Yeah. And uh, just met a great group of people, learned a lot about me, mm-hmm. uh, learned a lot about the D, about the <laughs> as D. they say. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, so from there, that's how Wayne State even came about. I knew I wanted to get further from home mm-hmm. and let my wings, you know, kind of flap because right. the goal was Georgia, but that didn't happen. So, you know, life happened. So I just said, no, oh, it can still be away, right. but it's not like a bus ride away. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Y'all actually have to true. get on a plane. <laughs> yeah, get on a plane. That's mm-hmm. it. That's it. Now, when you're uh, in Detroit, and I think that's where you do the internship with mm-hmm. the. Um, yeah, how was that process? I would say how the process because you know a lot of youth I don't think take advantage, especially black youth mm-hmm. don't take advantage of internships that yes. that they can gain experience and stuff. In all honesty, well, we had to do it for mm-hmm. um, for my undergrad degree. But what made me choose the clinic for child study was oh, I can't think of her name. She was a, a black lady, salt and pepper hair, mm-hmm. feisty little thing. Mm-hmm. And she came, uh, you know how basically you have these different organizations and businesses, they come, they tell you about what they're, what they're about, and then you make a decision. Mm-hmm. But something drew me to her. And from there, it was just an awesome experience. Uh, and then I met uh, Mr. Vernon Johnson, who kind of took me under his wing uh, being this, you know, young, vibrant, kind of somewhat naive uh, young lady, and he took me under his wing with just understanding therapy because uh, my undergrad is psych, mm-hmm. and so yeah, from there it was that's all she wrote. Like once I I felt it in my spirit mm-hmm. that that's what I'm supposed to be doing. From there, everything was more like a stepping stone to where I am right now. Future 
Tasted beauty and I cut my tongue, but surely it was worth the pain, right? I climbed up a ladder that was missing rungs to find a panorama of decay. So I thought, hey, I got to try it, but I couldn't buy it. I never realized that it might start a riot. Kanye, to B and J, to Dreezy, Breezy, Riri, Mimi. Come on, baby, you can tell me what you believe in. Go on and chase your sad, debase your glad. You're really chasing your own tail until you run yourself mad. But once you finish climbing up that wall, you'll understand why it all had to fall Shine you up and wind you up Baby, you take communion from a heretic's cup We are never coming back to this place No, we 
This is Calvin Worthen, host of Blue Friday and Soul Star Live, telling you to stay tuned as you tune in for an intellectual tune-up. The Alvin Galloway Show for conversation, information, music, and culture every Sunday, 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. on RadioPhoenix.org. Community Radio is supported by a donation from Held Lumber Company, Incorporated, with several decades of history with community involvement in Arizona. We want to thank Health Lumber for their support. More information at healthlumber.com. H-E-L-D-T lumber.com. All right, we're back here on the Alvin Galloway Show with Tara Laurie, and she is the uh, CEO and founder of Youth World Education Project, and uh, we're talking about her journey. And um, now you 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 taught school. What what areas did you teach? Uh, Pre-K, <clears throat> excuse me, through twelfth grade, and I've taught all subject matter, uh, specifically longer time doing math uh, and employability skills. Mm-hmm. Now. Um, Coming to Arizona, how, or did mm-hmm. when, when did you did you uh, start the organization here in Arizona or a different location? Initially, um, we had incorporated in Georgia because mm. I told you the journey. Right, 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so initially it was in Georgia, uh, but Georgia just wasn't really for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I put that on the back burner and I was actually from there, I moved to Houston. And I had my own cleaning business and stuff like that. You know, I got to earn my money. You did the entrepreneurship just <laughs> yes. flowing all the way through there. Yes, okay. I, had to, um, I did that and then moved out to California. But I had got accepted to U of A for their um, educational leadership cohort. Mm-hmm. And so it was only like 23 of us accepted and one of color. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but at that time, I was still living in California. So I was basically driving back and forth weekly um, because I knew Arizona was on on its way to where that's where I I wanted to be because I like the weather. Yes. Um, But I still was living in Cali. But, you know, I just when you want something, Mm -hmm. it's nothing that's going to stop you. True. That's true. So that was a weekly drive. Weekly Mm -hmm. drive. You you accomplish your goal. Oh, yes, Yes. sir. Yes. Uh, So tell us about the, the organization. So the organization came about because I I had this vision. We needed something to help our our youth. We needed uh, a way to actually reach them and meet them where they are. And the academic of being in class, in school was one thing. But then after that, it was like, okay, they're still missing pieces. And Youth for Education Project, which it is, it's a project, was more about how can we reach these kids to make sure that they are excelling, to make sure that they are becoming who they are actually destined to be without excuses. And I actually uh, had to do an interview for the Harlem Children's Zone in New York. And one of the assignments Mm -hmm. was to create an after-school program. So I did. Mm -hmm. I didn't get the job, but I did. And what I did was I built off of that. Oh, okay. And then in 2012, we got incorporated, and it was just doing summer programs. And then 2015, I just made a decision. Like, all right, I can't juggle you know my job with the county and this so Mm -hmm. i had to make a decision and never look back and so then we started doing stuff full-time year-round and even bringing in a fatherhood piece okay uh, because the kids that we target are kids who are from father absent homes okay and what makes more sense than to educate these men because part of the reason that men are absent are not wholly you know majority it's not about they don't want to be there right there's so many other factors that come in but also we wanted men to understand they're significant we needed men to understand the role that they play Mm -hmm. when you look at if you have an involved father in a child's life their reading scores are higher they're Mm -hmm. less likely to engage in risky behavior less likely to become teen parents there's so many benefits that men bring that they don't even know right and um so that's where why the fatherhood is so important and even that piece came about because of someone I dated he was a single father Mm -hmm. but he had no clue like no (laughs) clue and not it wasn't necessarily his fault it's just you know cycles right so if my dad wasn't there 
um, who did I really have to teach teach, me and show me? And um, just watching that whole thing unravel, I was like, it would be awesome if men had a safe space that they could not only discuss issues pertinent to men, but also learn, Mm -hmm. understand what your rights are. Right. Yeah. It's not important. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's amazing that um, we will take a class on anything we want to learn about. You know, you have you have to learn how to drive. You might take a a driving class, uh, cook. You you might take a cooking class. This and that other. But parenting, a lot of people no, they don't they don't take a class in parenting because there is. A process, you know, being a good parent, being an involved parent, and mm-hmm. that thing. And there's nothing wrong with, you know, learning that or taking a class to, to uh, enhance your skills in, the, in those areas because it can make a difference to the child that you're impacting. Exactly. And mm-hmm. you look at a license. A license allows you the opportunity to operate heavy machinery. Right. That can kill. Right. right. If not mm-hmm. operated properly. Yes. What do you think happens to a child? if not operated, just to use that same term, Mm -hmm. if not operated properly, if not uh, developed properly. That's why we see so many things going on with our children. So many of our children are out here just oblivious. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's unfortunate because part of it is you don't know what you don't know. And as a parent, you're only doing what you know how to do. True. And right. if no one's making it where, okay, it's a law that you have to take a driver's ed class in order to get a license. Mm-hmm. Why isn't it a law that you need to take parenting classes <laughs> yes, when yes. you just when you see that you're pregnant? Right. You right. know, just to educate because part of it is like even in the fatherhood, it's not just conversation. We talk of they because all of the male groups are facilitated by men, and that's for a reason. Mm-hmm. We want that camaraderie in the room. Right. But they'll talk about child development from zero to 18. Mm -hmm. So there are signs that you now are aware of. They talk about the significance of fathering. So I'm gonna look at your own roots to see what are these things that you keep displaying and where is it coming from? Mm -hmm. And therefore having that healthier, happier family, whether you are involved, meaning you're at the house with the children or you're out of the house. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's a collective effort and the parent is the first ripple. Right. in the life of a child so it's either we making sure that ripple makes sense mm. or we're just letting it you know kind of wail right yeah, yeah. <laughs> right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. pop around and sink and bob his head up and mm-hmm. all that stuff yeah so the, let's say the uh, fatherhood uh initiative program that you have how long is that how long of a time is it so with that one we have uh, multiple ways that it can be implemented Uh, Typically, it would be 14 sessions, uh, and that would be weekly. So it is a level of commitment, but you're committing to making yourself better as a a man, uh, better as a father. Or we do a six-week increment where basically the sessions are longer. Okay. You gotta have faith and be what you want cause once it's before him consider it done and it won't be undone if you stick to your guns in the long run today another battle was won the war 
Brian Eslow, Lisa Simone, finally free. And a little bit before that, we had the Chicago Afrobeat and Sunday Song. And kicking it off was uh, The Temptations and I Wish It Would Rain. You know, we had a little rain going during the past week. So I think that was apropos because uh, we don't get that too often here in the desert. So uh, this is the Alvin Galloway Show, and I'm here with Tyra uh, Lori and she is the uh, founder of Youth World Education Project and uh, we're talking about the organization and her journey. Uh, so tell us a little about the youth portion of the programs that you have. So <clears throat> we developed the social emotional and the soft skills. You think about it from the standpoint of in school there's academics, you have your science, you have your math, uh, but beyond that you still have to be a critical thinker, a problem solver. And so that's what we develop, whether it's uh, how to communicate um, uh, influences, such as media influences, social media image, and uh, there's so many different topics, I can't think off the top of my mm -hmm. head, but uh, suicide prevention, uh, drug awareness, is just, we're looking at the areas that the schools aren't able to cover. And mm -hmm. as a teacher, yes, I taught this subject, but I did not supplement. Mm -hmm. And it's I read this article called STEM with no fruit. And basically what it was talking about is how kids are coming out of school and they're great at STEM, but they don't have the other skills needed, such as, like I was saying, the critical thinking, the problem solving, the mm -hmm. social mm -hmm. aspect of, of being a human being. Right. And that's more and more what is going on with our children. So we come in basically character education uh, in the third grade all the way up to the 12th grade. And the goal is to follow them along the journey because there's going to be a lot of transitioning happening uh, in different age stages, so mm -hmm. to speak. Right. Because I know as a teacher, my fourth graders, I wish I had got them in third grade mm. because mm -hmm. there's so many things that happens on that line. Right. So right. much changes in the fourth grade uh, that can kind of change the trajectory of different instances in a, in a child's life. Mm. But the youth portion of the organization is why we do what we do. It's the center of, of everything. The parent initiatives came about because I can't help the child without helping where they go back home to. Right. But it is about the children. It is about building up a future uh, generation of individuals who actually care about more than themselves who actually understand that, yes, I have to earn something. I work for it. We incentivize kids, but they understand with Miss T, you're going to earn it. Right, it's right. not just given to you because you're a part of something. And uh, I think too many times parents overcompensate for different reasons, <clears throat> which then affects the child and how they look at the world. Mm -hmm. And that's just not how the world works. You're not getting awarded just because you show up. Right. Yeah. You, you know, you still got to do something for it. Mm -hmm. But the youth portion is year round. So we have uh, in the summer. And then also during the school year. And the goal with that is to give them as least amount of time to get in involved with something that they have no business doing. Mm -hmm. uh, here in Arizona, it's not, to me, it's not enough going on 
for our children. Transportation, of course, is always a barrier. Right. Uh, so how do we reach them? We, that's why our programs, we bring it to the location. They don't have to come to us. Oh, okay. We meet you where you mm -hmm. are. Mm -hmm. And uh, just thinking of the, the teens and the little kiddos that have come through, uh, it, it, this is why I do what I do. Like, I can't express it enough. It's different when you just have a job mm -hmm. and it's different when you follow a passion. You know, like singers can love what they do, but are they actually passionate about it? Mm -hmm. Whereas I'm passionate about it's like Erica Badu. I'm passionate mm -hmm. and I'm sensitive about my stuff. Right, right. But I know it works. I know that these lives are being impacted mm -hmm. and changed. Uh, just when I look at, we had our Teen Circle Summit uh, this past May, and we did a debrief, and I had what's called Youth Ambassadors. So these are teens from around the valley age uh, 14 to 19 we did have a 20 year old but these kids came together from different areas and they helped me plan the teen circle summit because i believe too many times we're planning the adults in the room are planning these events for kids and they're but not they're not at the table not at the table and you're not getting their feedback yes and interest in it. Yeah. so we got their feedback and then when we debrief one of the young men uh tyrell daniels he came and said oh you know miss t is there any way that you can do what we just did but just for people of color and at first I said no, uh, because we are for all children. Mm -hmm. uh, like I said, our focus is kids from father absent homes, right. low income, right. period. And But I was watching, you know how so the TV was on, but I wasn't really watching it. And when they see us, the promo kept coming on. And I'm just like, mm. I'm gonna just watch it. And it, it brought me home because I was a little girl Living in Harlem. Yeah. When that I have, happened. Yeah, and yeah. I have a brother. Right. And so that I felt was more like divine intervention, like I'm supposed to do this. Mm -hmm. um, and so hence the urban experience, uh, which is planned by teens. They sit with me and uh, we go over what it's going to be, all of the presenters, the workshops. The topics for the teens were specifically chosen by the teens. Oh, okay. And... Um, so yeah, it it just turned into this this event that but I know it's needed. I know that being from somewhere else and seeing what's going on in the African American community here in Arizona, something has to change. Something has to change, yeah. Yeah, definitely. something has to change for us to save our own future. Mm -hmm. Um whether it's you're looking at the number of African American males in the juvenile justice system in Arizona, or you're looking at uh, the the rate of teens and ch African-American children, it actually has negative interaction with the police. There's so many different things that part of it is knowledge. So the urban experience was supposed or is going to be an event that empowers, educates, and inspires people of color. The topic areas for the kids are like social media image, communication, getting into college, uh, stepping into your purpose, you know, just things that we even have a segment with the FBI where they're coming in talking about how to interact with the police mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. part of it is knowledge. Everything right. boils down to knowledge right. and um, looking at, you know, even what we're calling the true hustle because 
college is not necessarily for everyone. True. Right. And we have yeah. to be realistic with that thought. Mm-hmm. And in it not being for everyone, there may be a kid that not necessarily likes education, but they can deal with 12 months of school yeah after they graduate high school Mm -hmm. as opposed to four years Mm -hmm. but they still can earn a living earn a good living right and entrepreneurship i mean i'm one (laughs) and um, Mm -hmm. i see the benefits it's not always easy true but i do see the benefits if you find something that you're passionate about Mm -hmm. so this is opening their eyes and then men who will be at the event who will attend rather they're they'll have their own experience just the men and all of their um, sessions will be facilitated by men so we have the fatherhood we have changing the financial uh changing your family's financial future stigmas and awareness and what we're calling the gentleman's network so the gentleman's network is something that ywep will be bringing out for 2020 so this is just a taste of it and is basically a safe space where men talk about things that's important to men that's great. Uh, so, yeah. But December 14th, that's the urban experience. And we're looking for people of color to really show up and show out and come ready to learn, ready to embrace who you are and understand that we are a great people. And show your children that you love you. Mm-hmm. Show your, you know, look at Willie Lynch. Right. (laughs) I mean, there's so many things that's like embedded in us that we have to start really having intentional conversations about to shed because, you know, Willie Lynch did a did a thing Mm -hmm. (laughs) that generations to come are still experiencing. So how do we break that cycle? But no one organization can do it. I need the community to help. I need the community to be actively involved, not just say, oh, well, my kid is fine. Mm, your kid might meet that, might basically meet that kid. Right. And then what? not fine. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> mm-hmm. How do you deal with that? Yeah. <laughs> right. And so this is happening at the Phoenix College yes. in uh, December the 14th. Yes. Um, and I understand that the uh, Community College District, uh, I think, is supporting this. This is a great event that everybody should yeah. come out and. Yes. and participate in mm-hmm. um, and if the people want to uh, get more information what's, what's the website and, and information that our organization want? would be youth WEP so Y-O-U-T is in Tom H-W-E-P dot org the event is um, actually on Eventbrite under the Urban Experience 2K19 and either way, it'll link you back to the Youth World Education Project mm-hmm. website where you can find more details. And we're always looking for people to volunteer and give of their time, uh, gifts, talents, resources. Everything isn't necessarily just about dollars. Mm-hmm. It is about being present and um, supporting our young people because they need our help. Please yeah. trust and believe they need our help. They definitely, <laughs> definitely. You know, it's so challenging um, for youth today because there's so many factors that, that mm-hmm. influence them, especially with social media uh, like it is today. You know, we didn't have that issue uh, growing up. Uh, no. uh, you know, you got those things you have in your, in your hand uh, <laughs> uh, 24 hours a day. Yeah. Uh, you can search the web and all kinds of things that pop up that 
uh, a lot of parents don't have control of. And so True. you definitely have to prepare your, your children to be able to handle certain situations. I mean, uh, a lot of it is putting parental settings on mm-hmm, things, mm-hmm, um, right. whether it's the laptop, whether it's the cable, you know, because um, I have that. So it's like it's a matter of being a steward of the gift that God has given you. Right. right. I can't that's put right. it any yeah, any yeah, better. Steward of a gift. You're right. Mm-hmm. Your children are a gift. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to understand the role that you need to play. I'm sorry that your mama wasn't there. I'm sorry mm-hmm. your daddy wasn't mm-hmm. there. But how do we break that cycle with under so that the next generation doesn't keep repeating it right. and keep doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. And at some point we have to hold ourselves accountable as a parent too. I don't know how many times as a teacher I would call a parent, you know, not just for when a kid was doing bad, but in general to praise them. Right. But when yeah. I would call and say, okay, something's going on with so-and-so, blah, 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 that's your problem until mm. three o'clock. You don't understand how many times I want to jump through that phone. Just saying. You Just know, that's sidebar. Right. But on the same note, no, it's not my problem. Right. I would tell parents all the time in our conferences, your invest that child is your investment. Mm-hmm. It's either you're investing in a caddy or you investing in a pinto, mm-hmm. but trust and believe that I can tell what your level of investment is. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do my job. I need you to supplement. But it's so many that just believe like you're the teacher. That's your problem mm-hmm. up until the bell rings, rings when yeah. that's not how we collectively help a child. True. There's mm-hmm. so many layers to a child's story from the school piece to the home piece to the community piece. And we have to understand that we have to all work together, work with the teachers. When I am at a site, I want to know everyone in the building, even the janitor. Mm-hmm. And right. that's simply because I want I want you guys to understand that I am a part of this community. I may not be here every day, but I'm a part of this community. You're going to know me and I'm going to know you. Right. And them kids know, okay, Miss T is on, on campus. Yes. They looking for you. Right. But that's how it should be because they know if you care. They know, you know, if you're genuine. Mm-hmm. But I just need us collectively to do better because this is, it, it, it's it's affecting all of us. Right. And it's important, you know, for our community to rise, our children have to rise. Amen. And uh, for them to rise, we got to rise with them or push them yes. to rise. Because, you know, you, you or bring one on and say push because uh, they, they can't rise if you're hanging down here holding mm-hmm. them back. So, mm-hmm. like you said, uh, I know the feeling when you're talking about uh, <laughs> when those parents <laughs> say it's your responsibility yes. at 3 o'clock. And we're like, oh, mm-hmm. man, oh, but man. I, you, you have to do a hand up, not a handout. Right. Like right. any any youth that's a part of what we do, I'm not giving you the answers. Mm-hmm. I will facilitate. I'll be that sale, you know, this helping to guide you. But you are the one that's steering that ship. Right. But all I can do is give you the tools. And like any parent, too, all you can do is give your kids the tools and hope to God that they actually utilize them the way that, they, that you believe they should. Yeah, right. But on the same note, if we teach our kids more about resilience, if we teach them how to communicate, I, I don't know how many times I've seen youth where you're talking to me 
But meanwhile, there's no eye contact. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, mm -hmm. your voice is low. You're looking down. No, no, no. Stand up. Yeah, right. You know, you have to have that. But part of that is still taught. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Support for Radio Phoenix comes in part from Native Health, located at 4041 North Central Avenue, Building C, near the corner of Central Avenue and Indian School Road in Phoenix. Native Health provides primary medical, dental, behavioral health, WIC, and wellness services for the urban Native American community. More information is available at 602-279-5262 or online at nativehealthphoenix.org. Hi, I'm jazz artist Brettina, and I love listening to The Alvin Galloway Show every Sunday, 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. on RadioPhoenix.org for conversation, information, music, and culture. So stay tuned as you tune in for an intellectual tune-up on The Alvin Galloway Show.
All right, that's the one and only Bob Marley. Get up, stand up for your rights here on the Alvin Galloway Show with uh, Tara Laurie and the uh, founder of Youth World Education Project. Um, so anything you want to add, I really appreciate you coming out and sharing this information with us. I think it's very beneficial uh, to the community. No, I appreciate mm -hmm. you inviting <laughs> me because... Um, I hear I hear stories about you all the good, so um, this is I an pay, honor. I pay them well. I pay yeah. those well. I pay those people well. <laughs> it is definitely an honor um, to be here. Uh, mm -hmm. But the what I'd like to close with is we have to do better. Um, in general, uh, we need to do better for the sake of our children. We need to understand that they're screaming for help. Mm -hmm by what's going on when you look at social media, when you just look or take a look around and see what's happening in your community. What do you see children doing or young people doing? And that is a sign of the times. Mm -hmm. So we have to do the work. You can't depend on the government. You can't depend on, you know, Susie up in someplace that you're not even from, right. it starts in where you are. It starts in the community. It starts by partnering with the schools. It starts with the churches. All of these entities have to come together for the sake of the kids, or no matter how we look at it, it's going to be a little bleak. Mm -hmm. I don't want to end on a down note, but mm -hmm. this is reality, right. and right. it's no fluff, no frill. Mm -hmm. It's about something has to change. We have to stand together. We have to stand up, basically like the song, get up, stand up. Stop mm -hmm. sitting down. Stop waiting on the sideline. Right. You right. know, Participate. it is, yes, mm -hmm. this is a, a, life is a participation mm -hmm. sport. Right. It That's is it. not spectators. That's it. So if you want to spectate, then don't complain about what you see going on. Mm -hmm. True. Other than that, get involved, whether you don't, I mean, even if it's not YWEP, get involved with things in your community. Show up for events, especially if they're free. True. Because yeah, ultimately, true. at the end of the day, these things can't happen without funding. Mm -hmm. And even like, you know, with the urban experiences, it, it's what it costs. But the point is to make it free so that people will come out. Mm-hmm. Right. and actually gain something from it. But we still have to put in the work. It is not over, it is not done. Just because your kid might have graduated high school and they may have a successful life, trust me, there's so many that did not make yeah, it. That's it. That's there's right. so many mothers that are crying because their children are no longer here because they were taken for whatever the reason may be. Mm. There's so many children who are growing up in father absent homes that are missing out on the uh, on different things that are out of their control. No child asked to be here, That's right. but we do owe it to them that if we are going to bring them here, it is our responsibility, first and foremost, to again be a steward of the gift that you've been given. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Really appreciate you coming out, uh, folks. Don't forget the event is coming up on December fourteenth from 9 to 4 p.m. at Phoenix College, and that is the uh, Urban Experience 2K19. Uh, it's going to be a great event. Uh, don't miss it. We'll have the information on our Facebook page, The Alvin Galloway Show, 
And as I always say, today's a great day to make somebody's day great. And we'll catch you next time. And we're going to go out with one of Miss Lowry's songs, I Was Here by Beyonce. Oh.